Welcome to the Elevate Your Running podcast with Sarah Mandershide and myself, Austin Myers. We are here to talk about all things running and life to elevate you not only in training, but also in your personal journey and relationships. We believe in the power of running and the ways in which we are stronger through our commitment. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to stay up to date on all future episodes and leave a review through the platform in which you are listening. Your support helps us to continue to build a community of like-minded people who strive to elevate their body, mind, and spirit through running. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 22 of the Elevate Your Running podcast. My name is Sarah Mandershad. I am with my co-host, Austin Myers. Austin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It is, uh, it's a good week. It's a busy week, but I'm really happy to be on here recording with you, Sarah, and to have our audience tuning in for another episode. Yeah, it's going to be a really great conversation. We just spent the last like 30 minutes talking about it. So I'm excited to record it. It's going to be really great. We're going to be talking all things goals, whether you have very specific goals for the fall marathon season, um, for other seasons in life, or maybe you're lacking clarity around what type of goals you want to set. So we're going to talk both sides of, um, of goal setting today. It's going to be a great conversation. Um, we're going to kick it off with elevated moments. My elevated moment of the week is definitely um, that I get to see some in-person elevate your running athletes this weekend in Duluth, Minnesota. Um, so I am running um, the Grandma's Half Marathon, and I'm very, very excited for this. It's on Saturday morning, and the half marathon distance is my favorite distance to race. I feel very, very comfortable. I know how to pace my body through 13.1 miles, so I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm also very, very nervous, probably just a touch under the nervous level of running Boston. So um, I think there's a lot going on. I don't really know the course. Um, I don't know how the humidity is going to impact me. And um, Austin, like we were talking about before we jumped on the recording, every time you progress forward in a race and you get a little bit faster, or maybe you get a lot faster, the bar is set higher. And I always feel this need that I have to perform and I have to do well and I have to PR and that puts a lot of pressure on myself. Um, so in the words of Justin Sua, my favorite little motivational speaker, um, I was listening to his podcast last night and he said, to have pressure is to have, um, is to have the, um, to have a great ability to have that pressure. It's a great um, privilege to have that pressure and to shift it into a, I get to sort of mentality, which is something I always talk about in everything pretty much outside of racing. So I'm gonna shift my mindset this week that I get to race in probably humid weather. I get to race on some rolling hills and I also get to be in the pain cave for hopefully no longer than a mile or two <laughs> is the goal. Um, but I'm also really excited. I get to see a big shout out to Denise, Abby, and Sarah, who are Elevate athletes running the, the half and full. It's going to be a really great weekend of community running, 
PRs, everyone is showing up very strong this weekend. So it's going to be really exciting and um, hopefully a great weekend all in all. I Austin. love it. I, I, yeah, I almost want to get right into the conversation. I, you, you just brought up so many points that I'd love to discuss. I love, and I've heard this before, um, pressure is privilege. That, that is true. Um, and I think it's important to understand, Sarah, for you and for anyone who is really closing in on like something that they hope to perform at and hope to achieve a big goal at is that that's what you train for. Like you train for those nerves and those nerves that you're feeling shows that you really love it and that you want it. And that is a big, important piece of the puzzle. That'll lead us into our conversation here in a few minutes for the week. My elevated moment is uh, summertime and something that I get to do every single summer, which is coach a, youth swim team here in Kentucky. Um, it's something I've been doing for four years, would have been five if we didn't lose the season to COVID. Um, but it's really like seven weeks of my year, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's amazing to see the families come together, the swimmers progress throughout the season. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. We had a big swim meet last night. It keeps me busy, but it gets me outside gets me around a lot of positivity and great people. So that is my elevated moment for the week. I love it. I love it. Yes to swimming. And you're going to be incorporating swimming into your training in the month of July, which I think is a really great way to reset, recover, get stronger um, before you head into your fall marathon training. So very, very exciting. Um, and it always feels good to coach in person. My experience is, yeah. um, it just fills my cup in a certain way that um, virtual coaching doesn't always necessarily do. Um, so it's really great to be able to see change in the moment or over the course of the summer, over the course of the season. Um, it's really special. Yeah, it's it's really a shared energy, you know, like mm -hmm. you're passing that energy back and forth between the coach and the athlete. Um, and that community is an important piece to the puzzle. We've discussed that many times. Um and what we want to talk about today is goal setting. And really a big piece of it for us is that we want to address the fact that maybe you don't have a specific goal on the calendar. Sarah, I was talking to you before we started recording and I said, really, it took until I signed up for that first marathon, which was about 13 or 14 months ago now. And I ran my first marathon in November. But until that point, I was not the type of person to put a date on the calendar and work specifically towards that date. But I believe that there's a lot of things that built out of people who maybe aren't used to doing that just yet. I think there's great value in putting a date on the calendar and counting down the days. I think it allows us to have a lot of intention with our everyday actions. But I also heavily believe in how much can be built out of simply committing to the process, even if the goal is not clear. Absolutely. It's a huge, huge, um, piece to what you want to create, um, in any season in life. So I'm really excited to dig into this. Um, and let's, yeah, let's get started. Yeah. So I think that, you know, the place that I would like to start is really placing value on the commitment. Um, it is very easy for us to say that we want to work towards and achieve a goal. 
maybe we sign up for the marathon and initially the only investment that we have is the cost of the race entry fee. Um, maybe you just make a post on social media and tell people that you're interested in working towards a goal. Initially, there is very little commitment to that, but it feels good. It gives us a hit of dopamine and we feel as if it's new year's day, right? Like we're going to get after it and all is well, but you know, if you want that goal, when you begin to hit those road roadblocks that are inevitable and you see how you react. So maybe we set that date on the calendar and we begin to hit some speed bumps and now we just don't really feel it anymore. And that's a normal feeling, but how are you going to react to that? That is something that needs to be anticipated at the forefront of your mind when you are setting the goal. If you're going to mark that date on the calendar, consider the process that it's going to take to get there, whether it be 12, 16, 20 or more weeks. There's going to be a lot of things that come up in training and in life that you're going to have to navigate. And that is part of the privilege that you have in setting and working towards a goal. I think it's important that we place as much, if not more value on the process that it's going to take to get to the goal, as opposed to simply the goal that we want to achieve. Absolutely. That's so huge. It's like, we talk about process goals a lot in race strategy calls and it's just process goals for the week. But what we should be doing is when we establish our initial goal, maybe it's the 16, 20 weeks out if we're talking about running a marathon. Um, Maybe it's about starting a business and getting things off the ground that way. Maybe it's about just getting into better shape or better health or, you know, starting a strength program, whatever that looks like. But establishing those process goals along the way is going to be a huge way to keep you moving forward when you do hit those speed bumps, because it's going to happen, right? We've all been there where it's like, yikes, this isn't working with my schedule for today, or this feels really tough, or I feel really tired. And it's very, very easy to fall into that place. And once you start negotiating with yourself, when you're going through the process of, of um, let's say it's marathon training, you start to negotiate with yourself like, well, I'm going to skip this workout or, well, I'm not really going to stick to what's on the plan. Well, I'm going to do this. It's game over. You have just lost. I'm sorry. And I'm a big believer in like, you know, having a lot of gray area and it's not all black and white. But one of the big things I do believe in is like when you start negotiating with yourself and I do this like all the time. I'm not saying I don't do this. I do this all the time with work. I start negotiating with myself on projects or tasks that I need to do or want to do or want to get done for that day. And what I find is once I start doing that, it doesn't happen. Now it's probably going to get finished by the end of the week because most of my business revolves around weekly tasks and, you know, specifically like getting plans for a lot of athletes out the door and getting out a weekly email That is something that I need to get done by Friday and that I get to get done by Friday. But on Monday, I might start negotiating with myself to kind of push things down to like Wednesday and maybe then I'll do it. It's a really, really tough situation to be in. Even if you're doing it for marathon training or saying like you're shifting your workouts around um, or you're not doing the workouts, you're skipping days. 
it's, um, it's a really, um, tough place to be. Now, granted, you can give yourself grace and let's say you're sick. Let's say you have COVID. Let's say you got two hours of sleep last night is rest and recovery, maybe shifting the schedule around, um, to your benefit. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's knowing your body and knowing what it looks like when you need to take a rest day because you got two hours of sleep versus waking up and just not feeling like you wanted to do it. Um, so that's kind of a big, big, big piece to goal setting is like setting your goals, putting actionable steps down and making sure that you're not negotiating with yourself throughout the process because you want to set yourself up for success to show up in the best way possible when it comes to race day or when it comes to um, launch day, or maybe it's a website design program and you're launching your new website, or maybe it's sending out the Friday email to all your athletes saying your plan is ready. And here's all the other things I've been working on for you this week, that sort of thing. Um, and it's a really neat process too. Once you dive in and commit to it, um, it's a really neat process. Yeah. And I, I think that I'm a, I'm a person who writes weekly to-do lists, weekly goals, things like that. Um, and you know, that feeling of writing a to-do list is very similar to the feeling of signing up for a race. It feels great to write out. And as you write mm -hmm. each bullet point, you can kind of envision like the perfect way that that task will unfold, but we know it doesn't work out that way. Every single week, there are things that are going to come up that are going to complicate our lives. And you were discussing that voice in our head. I think our relationship, that voice has to develop as we continue to strive towards bigger and bigger goals, because that voice in your head does not have to represent the actions that you take. There are, you know, conversations that you have to have with yourself. You have to observe that voice and see what it's saying. What are the excuses that it is saying are valid for why you don't need to do it right now? I think that flexibility is important. And that's partially mm -hmm. why I really like like weekly or monthly goals because of seven or all the way to like 30 or 31 days, there's going to need to be flexibility. We all have to embrace that. However, there is a return on investment that we get out of committing to it and taking action. So I think about it as quality. The reason I enjoy getting my training runs in, in the morning before really any other task that I have for that day is that I believe that the greatest amount of my energy and attention will be put into that run because nothing else is detracting from it yet in that day. So I'm going to have a better quality workout over the course of a week, multiple weeks or an entire trading cycle because I prioritized it and I held myself accountable for getting that task done. We can be flexible, but when we're flexible, we have to make sure the return that we're getting on those actions is greater because of our flexibility, opposed to just being flexible because it feels comfortable in the moment. Right. Because we don't grow from being comfortable, right? We all know that it's always in those uncomfortable situations where we find the most growth and where we become a stronger version of ourselves. Now, I think, you know, I love morning running as well, Austin. Um, I definitely find myself getting into like my inbox before getting out for a run. And it isn't necessarily something I want to do, but it happens. Um, 
So you get to find what works for you. I know a lot of listeners have families, they have kids, they work, you know, a demanding job, and maybe it's really tough to get out first thing in the morning. But if you can work and, you know, get your workout in, let's say over the lunch hour or after work, and you're still able to kind of just hone in on running and compartmentalize compartmentalize running in that moment, that's a huge win too. And that's actually, I would argue, a really strong mental strength tool to be able to kind of forget all of life stress that's going on and lean into just being in the moment of running and taking a look at your running path and the trees and the sky and the birds and all the things. Um, And also see if you're not doing that, See if you can get to that place. And maybe it's just three, four, five minutes a day. And at some point, maybe it becomes like your full 45 or 60 minute run, which would be incredible. Also notice to see if your heart rate drops. Something that I see a lot as a coach is, you know, I see these elevated heart rates on easy runs and I'm trying to, you know, kind of dig underneath that with athletes. And what I usually find out is that they're like stressing to get through the run because they're already like thinking down the road about all the other things they have to do today. And as soon as we talk through, like just being in the moment, taking a few deep breaths, just honing in and taking that time for you, that's your self-care time. Usually those heart rates drop a little bit. So that's also kind of a, a neat activity or exercise that you can do. If you find yourself kind of in this, like, you know, elevated heart rate, uh, gray zone, heart rate running right now. Um, Lean into you, lean into the beauty of where you're running, especially if you live in Colorado. They're so beautiful. You can find beauty anywhere. Um, I get to run along Lake Superior on Saturday morning, and I'm very excited to like not pay attention to what's around me, which is how I race. Um, But, you know, if I have a a few split seconds of where I'm like paying attention, it's going to be awesome. Um, So there's beautiful parts throughout the entire country. Um, So lean into that and, and also have fun. I love the discussion of like, are you a morning runner or are you an evening runner? Um, I'm, I'm 100% a morning runner, but I think the thing that I love about it is that you see um, a good amount of people who love running in the evening. And then you see like the pictures of the sunset that they get. And, and you can just kind of imagine like the way that that allows them to decompress from their day. And um, I think it really speaks to the importance of embracing the individuality. Um, Everyone has a specific approach that works best for them. But I think Mm -hmm. that when we're working towards goals, we have to really decipher between what works best for us or what is most comfortable. Because oftentimes our mind tricks us into believing that what works or what is most comfortable is actually what works best for us. Like, oh, no, I really need this rest day. When in reality, this is a great lesson learning day to push through it. And, you know, we've talked about this before, that the hardest days coming into it are oftentimes the greatest training days, where you just have um, amazing output, or maybe the session ends, and you're exhausted, but your mind is just so clear. So we have to be able to decipher between are we choosing what's most comfortable or are we choosing what actually is the best approach for the process that we're striving to optimize in pursuit of a goal? 
Absolutely. And I think as we train through uh, different training cycles or we go through different seasons in life, we get as individuals to lean into our intuition and into our gut and understand our body to understand what's right for us in a very um, non-biased way, right? Like we don't want to cave into the comfortable feeling of, oh, I'm going to take a rest day today because I want to, but really leaning into your body. Do you have a niggle? Are you feeling overly fatigued for a few days in a row? Is your body extremely sore? Um, those might be feelings of, okay, maybe it's time to take a rest day or modify the workout. Um, but it's all about like knowing you and knowing your body. Now, if you're working with a coach, that coach should also be able to help you kind of figure out what's going to be best for you um, in the long run. But it's a really fun process that you get to learn about yourself. Um, it's one of my favorite things in a training cycle is to learn more and more and more about who I am as an athlete, how I want to show up and, um, and all of that good stuff. You know, I, I do that a lot of times, if not all the times, excuses are born out of a victim mentality. Mm -hmm. You are allowing your mind and I do believe that your mind in many cases is separate from who you actually are, but your mind is allowing you to believe that something has been done wrong to you or the circumstances are too hard for you to overcome in that moment. And therefore you have been placed in the role of a victim. When we're setting these goals, we have to invest in the fact that we are the hero for the next 12 to 16 to 20 weeks this journey that we're about to go on is just that it is a journey. And these stories that we hear kids and we watch, and honestly, the root of many different movies is the hero's journey and seeing how it unfolds. And there is no hero's journey that unfolds without a hiccup. There are going mm -hmm. to be many hiccups, but that is what enhances the story. That is what allows the hero to learn the important lessons that need to be learned before they can actually achieve what was ultimately the desired outcome. Absolutely. Training isn't linear, right? We've talked about that. I know my athletes hear that all the time. Seasons in life are not linear. It's not going to be a perfect progression. I don't know anyone who has had a perfect training cycle. There's always going to be road bumps roadblocks, things that don't go your way, things that feel really tough. And at the end of the day, if you find yourself able to push or flow through it, you can show up a little bit stronger on the other side. Now, I think it's also worth mentioning, sometimes we get, maybe our eyes are a little too big for our stomach, so to speak, and we kind of put a goal out there and we're like, whoa, once we get into it, we're like, this is too much. It's totally okay to say, actually, this is not going to be the goal anymore. We're going to shift and pivot into something else, but this is maybe the goal in 12 months or 24 months or in three or five years or whatever that looks like. I think that's totally okay and absolutely normal. I think we all go through things like that, um, whether it's in training or in life and know that that's okay too. Um, we've all been there. Yeah, and we talked about this on a recent episode when we were recapping the Buffalo Marathon that I ran. You know, sub three was not the goal coming into the prep. I was 
a little unclear of what the timeline was, especially got into running marathons a year ago. I was unclear on the timeline that would unfold to be able to run under a three hour marathon. Um, I don't believe I was holding back on that goal because of fear or I, the fact that I was a fail, but I wanted to set a goal that I could see progress towards and see a return on investment from the sacrifice that I was making. And it became clear at some point throughout the training cycle, as you were coaching me, Sarah, that it was a possibility. Did that mean that I was going to go out there and run a sub three marathon 100? And then, you know, that is what allowed me to say, yeah, that's the goal. Absolutely not. There was still a lot to be determined on race day, but important able to see that, okay, this does need to be the goal. This is the thing that makes me a little bit nervous coming into the race. I certainly was a little bit unsure coming into the race. And that's how I knew that that was the correct goal for me because I believed in myself, but I was also completely aware of the fact that it may not happen today. I think that we need to have that understanding. Absolutely. I mean, we can control anything that we want to control on race day, except for, you know, there's a few things we just can't control. And I think you said this maybe last week in the podcast, you definitely said it somewhere. It's like things just lined up for you too, right? Like the fitness was definitely there. And I would argue I've had marathons where the fitness was stronger than actually my race outcome, but there are other things that like are in that just fell into place um, for the Buffalo Marathon, which is a really, really great place to be. And that doesn't take away at all from all the hard work that you put in. If anything, it's like the universe just putting a nice big exclamation point on your training and saying, here you go. This is amazing. Now, for what it's worth, Austin, as your coach and for most of my athletes who I coach, if I know some sort of history or have some sort of sense of their running history before working with them, I usually have my own goals that I don't talk about, things that I see in them, things that I know they're capable of. And I knew that you had the sub three in you, and I started to give you workouts to test if you you were responding to those workouts, and you were. You showed up every single day, you crushed, basically every workout. I think, you know, we did have a hiccup early on, right? Training isn't linear. You didn't have a perfect training cycle, but, um, you still showed up and you crushed the workouts. And there was a very specific workout at the very end of your cycle where I thought, Oh, this is, this is good. This is very, very, very good. And, um, and I knew you had it in you. And then the things just aligned also on race day with like all the other things that we couldn't control, which is awesome. Um, so that's also really cool. Yeah. And, and like I mentioned, that was really always the goal. Um, and that goal always did scare me in some way. Um, I completely believe that I would achieve it. And I think it's impor- important that when we set big goals that we really do believe, you know what, I'm going to achieve it. I'm not sure of the time I'm going to run this race and I'm going to strive for this time and I'm going to get everything out of myself that I can. And then we'll reassess and continue setting bigger and bigger goals. And when we set those bigger goals, there is a greater level of sacrifice that is required from us in order to be able to achieve those goals. So as I continue to want to run faster over the marathon distance, and Sarah, as 
continue to set bigger and bigger goals over the half and marathon distances, greater levels of sacrifice are going to be required because ultimately, at least from the training side of things, we need stimulus in order to grow. And stimulus requires sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. We talked about that before we started recording. It's like every training cycle, you get to strain your body a little bit differently and put yourself through a little bit of a different training cycle to keep the momentum, to keep building on the last training cycle. The last thing you want to do is to kind of fall into the same type of training um, cycle for the same type of race uh, distance because it's not a good place to be in. And, and know that some goals can definitely take a long time and that's okay too. Time's going to pass anyways, right? <laughs> like I was talking to a friend this morning about, um, this is actually really funny. We were talking about um, how I want to run all the miles right now, right? And I think I averaged maybe about 45 miles a week for this last training cycle. Not exactly where I wanted to be. Um, but yet three years ago, when I was getting into more running and kind of reducing the classes, my friend and I were talking about how I was like running like 10 miles a week <laughs> and how like that's been three years. And now I'm at this point where, you know, I'm not actually doing any classes while well, I'm taking Pilates, but I'm not doing like the orange theories or the soul cycles or all these other things to stay fit. I'm solely focused in on running Pilates strength training, doing my PT exercises. Um, and time's going to pass anyway. So those three years have passed and just looking back on like how fast those three years actually went. Now, obviously the days go by a little bit slower, but time is going to pass anyway. So, um, you know, set small goals now so you can get to the bigger goals later. Like I have, a sub three hour marathon goal to hit. And you know, what's actually really bananas about that goal is like, I'm really nervous to do that pace, which is 651 pace in half of the distance here on Saturday. So like, who knows how long the sub three is going to take? Like, how long is it going to take to string another 13 miles on top of it? Um, but it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be really fun. Some of the things that I do um, to assess if I want to attack a goal or if I want to set a goal or set a milestone is if it's not a heck yes, it is a no. So have that as like your foundation. If you're not going to be a hundred percent in, then just don't be in at all. Like no one wants that gray area. And Yes, there can be flexibility. Yes, you can change your mind. It can be a heck yes. And then once you get into it, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is actually a no. That's totally okay. Um, but it's also knowing and understanding yourself so you don't stay in it if it's a no. And then you just stay in it to stay in it. And that's like a really funky, awful place to be. Um, so that's kind of a foundational thing um, that I always lean into. If it's not a heck yes, it is a no. Um, I apply it to everything in my life and, um, you know, it sets you up to have the right things in place for you to make you feel good and to set you up for success, but also don't fall into that trap of, or you shouldn't fall into that trap of saying no, because it feels uncomfortable. So it's again, going back to your body and knowing the difference between, 
is this aligning with my values? Is this aligning with what I want to do with my life and the people I want to have in my life? Um, and kind of going in from that approach. I think, you know, it's extremely important to understand that the things that we're saying and committing to, you know, quote unquote committing to, because oftentimes we say we're going to commit to something and then we fall off. It's important to understand that every time you allow yourself to commit to something and then don't follow through, making an agreement with yourself, you are showing yourself either that you can or cannot pursue and achieve. Yeah. Be careful I with think- the things that you say that you want to achieve and understand that you're going to build understanding. And if if you really want it and you just feel like your heart is set on fire by this thing, which Sarah, for you and I is running and and for you and I is also like trying to run under a three hour marathon, understanding that if you feel it, like you'll feel it and you're willing to set and you're willing to hurt and commit endless hours to it, that is probably the thing that's worth experiencing discomfort for and through. Absolutely. I am hungry for those workouts. I am like a caged runner right now. (laughs) I'm like, let me free. I am so ready to put the work in. Um, I just love running and I love hard workouts. I love the satisfaction after a hard workout. And I also love buying an iced coffee and a pastry after a hard workout, gluten-free of course, but like that just feels so good. And I think, you know, it does, you have to, or you get to drop into your heart to really align with what you want to do versus what you don't want to do. And it's okay to say no, it's okay to say not right now it's okay to say maybe tomorrow. And it's also so cool to say, heck yes, let's jump in, both feet in, let's do this, let's go and see what we can create. I think that's a really cool thing about setting any sort of goal. Um, Something else I love to do is um, I used to do this when I worked um, in my past life, I would set up like a six most list. Now that's kind of aggressive, kind of falls in line with the job I had. Um, so maybe it's like the three most set up, like the three most things you want to get done for the day. I think that's a great way, whether it's like one thing towards your running goal, maybe it's one thing in your personal life. And then one thing in like your work, um, in your work hours, something like that, where you feel accomplished, or you feel like I got these three really important things done for the day. And that fills my cup. And that makes me feel really good. And now we can move forward to the next day. It's always about taking one small step forward, right? Um, and that looks different for all of us. It could be one small step forward. It could be one huge leap the next day. And then maybe it's two weeks of very tiny movement moving forward. Maybe it's setting up 10 minutes to do something, setting aside 10 minutes to work on something, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, dedicating, if you're training 60 minutes plus an extra 15 to stretch and do a little bit of core work or something after your run. Um, But that's really, really important. Don't get overwhelmed with the entire goal either. Thinking about running a sub three hour marathon is completely overwhelming, but if you start to chunk it down or maybe it's running a marathon, right? 
26.2 miles sounds scary if you haven't done it before. I've been there. Um, and chunking it up, right? We chunk up the marathon distance when I coach. We talk about that all the time about how um, taking it by a 10K, taking it by a 5K, taking it, um, take the first half and then maybe start to chunk it up into smaller pieces. Do whatever feels comfortable for you. I think that's a huge, huge thing. And everyone's going to be different. So think about what your goal is. Think about different steps that you need to get to that goal. And then you can start to work backwards and, you know, segment it out and um, create some actionable goals that you can, that you can um, really track yourself and be able to say, check, done check mark this is done and continue to move forward that way it's very easy to get overwhelmed especially in endurance sports and setting goals in endurance sports um, i think about this a lot when i'm training for a marathon because i may hit the paces for, you know a few sets of five to six miles i may hit the paces for a stretch of 10 miles but can i hit the paces for 26.2 miles and I think it's important, like you were saying, to chunk it up and understand that every time that you hit the standard, you are proving to yourself that you can do it more and more. Every single mile, every single day that you're training, you are proving to yourself that you are strong enough at the, and that you can achieve this goal. The story is unfolding because of the actions that you're taking. So embrace the fact that there's a proving ground every single day. And you get the opportunity to take action on it. Absolutely. Let's say you have six miles at goal marathon pace and you nail it and you crush it. And then, you know, some weeks go by, you have a taper and you think, how in the heck am I going to like add 20 more miles to that? 20.2. Um, my advice is to trust the process and know that you're capable of a lot. The marathon training cycle is a beautiful training cycle where you get to build, build, build. You're stressing the body. You're adapting to the training. You're resting, recovering, you're tapering. And then you're showing up in a very, very strong and capable and confident way on race morning. And all of that stress that you've applied over the last four to five months are coming together to lift you as high as possible over those 26.2 miles. Yeah. And I know that, you know, a lot of the thought for this episode, Sarah, was that we wanted to be able to speak to people who don't have the clarity around their goals right now. Yeah. Maybe they don't have the date on the calendar. Maybe they're not sure of the distance that they want to run, or even if they want their goal to be a running goal. And my recommendation there is right now is the best time to focus on habit building. Because mm -hmm. if you can focus on those habits and you can prove to yourself, that you've built really strong habits that are moving the needle, then when it does come time to be able to identify that big goal, it's going to be all the more easier to face those challenges that will inevitably present themselves because you have the habits and the structures ready in place. Absolutely. It's taking one small step forward every day. It doesn't matter which direction you go in, just go, just do something. Like, I think I've been there. So I'm speaking from experience right now. Feeling stuck is one of the worst feelings in the world, at least for me, in my opinion. 
And if you're moving a little bit forward each day, you're able to feel a sense of accomplishment or purpose or direction or filling a cup or whatever that looks like for you. Um, I think it's also really important to know that if you don't know where you want to go, maybe you are lacking that clarity. It's totally okay. We've all been there. You get to still move forward with something. And let's say it doesn't work out. I think we can all agree. We've all had different things where we've started to go down a path and we're like, Oh, actually this is what I don't want. So now I know that let me back up, move forward again with a different plan and maybe get a little bit further down the road and realize, well, this is actually what I don't want either. So you back up a little bit more, start to go down a different path. It is just the cycle. But what you do is each time you kind of go into something and you find out that's what you don't want, congratulations. One, you're going to be a stronger person because of it. And two, you're actually getting closer to finding out what you actually want. And that's a really cool thing. You know, I am, I'm so invested and I identify so much with my running right now, I believe, because so many other areas of, of my life are unclear. I don't exactly know the direction that I'm headed, but I did know that I wanted to run under a three hour marathon. And I knew what the day was that I was going to, to ultimately do it. And I completely agree with you. I think one of the hardest parts of life is that you're not always going to see it. Honestly, the majority of the time, you probably won't see it. Um, often, you know, our emotions cloud our understanding of what is real. And we're painting these pictures and it's not accurate. Like it's not reality. It's just our perspective. But I think it's crucial to just continue moving forward in some and understand that even if you're not where you want to be right now, you're going to be able to look back on experience and take away lessons that are going to then you and they are setting you up for the person that you're meant to become. And we can throw it all the way back to episode number two, Sarah, which is really our origin story. And I'm going to put it in the show notes for listeners to listen if they have not already. But we were both in careers that we did not want to stay in. And we made that decision to leave. And that part, the same way is sexy to set a goal. It is sexy to like leave your career and say, no, I don't want this. But the hard part is ultimately figuring out what you want. But those months and potentially years that we struggle to identify the vision are when we're building the base that has to be there for us to exceed when the vision is clear. Absolutely. I talked about earlier in this episode talking to a friend. We were going down memory lane three years ago. Time's going to pass anyways. Three years ago, right now, June 14th. Yes. Three years ago this week, I left my job and took the summer off. That was the plan. Didn't know what I was going to do. Started thinking I went to a running retreat maybe two weeks after that. I think it was the last week in June. Um, and started with run retreats and I would have never imagined that three years later, I have a thriving and growing coaching business where community is the foundation to this coaching, um, this coaching business. And, um, I have experienced and came across the most awesome people ever 
And my life is 120% changed forever because of it, like hands down. And I also know that this is not the end game. Like there's other things that this is probably going to shift and pivot into other things. And yes, I'm probably, I don't want to scare any of my athletes, like still coaching, but it's fun to see like the progression and the movement and knowing that like things are always going to shift and change and you get to be open to it. Like I'm a big believer that the universe is going to bring the things into your life when you're ready for them. If you're continuing to just move forward, it's not going to do that when you're stuck. I had to get myself like through taking the summer off, having to go back into financial services, consulting for um, an investment company for six months, which I didn't want to do. I was crying walking into my first day because I didn't want to do it. I was so bummed that I felt like I, you know, was taking three steps back, but literally it was like giving me the space because it was giving me the space to be able to create the run retreats, which then turned into coaching, which then turned into the elevate your running community and all the things that we get to create together as a team and the impact that I get to make on all the people listening to this podcast, social media, my athletes, and all of the people that my athletes touch, right? Like we've talked about that. It's like the domino effect and um, it's a really cool place to be. So if you're finding yourself stuck, it's okay. We've all been there. And if you just continue to put one step in front of the other, you'll get to where you're going. It just might take a little bit longer than the expectations you have put on yourself to get there. Yeah. We, we can't become the person we were meant to become without taking the necessary steps today. Even if those steps are uncomfortable and they contain sacrifices that we don't want to make, um, it's necessary. So embrace that necessity and uh, make the most of it. Focus on what you can control. Focus on what you can gain from the experience and become stronger because of it. Absolutely. Well, you know, that is really the discussion that we wanted to have because clarity is such a tricky thing. It's, it's tricky to be able to identify specifically what we want to work towards and, and what dates we need to mark on the calendar because oftentimes the date that we mark on the calendar needs to move or it's something that, you know, we're going to race that day. But if we don't set the, or if we don't achieve the goal, um, there's another opportunity to achieve it down the line. That was just a benchmark moment. It was not the end goal. So our recommendation to you is focus on what you can control, focus on the habits that will ultimately make you stronger and focus on becoming better with each that you take. Yes. And I have one more thing to add, like be kind. We can all use a little more kindness in the world and smile and do what you can there. Even just one extra smile a day or one dose of extra kindness a day goes a long way. So we're all in this together. Uh, we're all going through our own things and, um, and I'll leave it at that. So thank you everyone for listening today. Um, Austin, where can our audience find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Austin Myers 12. Awesome. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Elevate Your Running and Sarah, S-A-Y-R-A-H runs happy. Thank you everyone for listening today. Happy Tuesday. 
Take one small step forward today, add a little smile or a dose of kindness, and you have a winning recipe for success. So um, have a great day, and we'll see you next week.